Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Carl's back. What up? Brandon's back. What's happening? Big Mike's back. How you doing? Brother Bob's back. What's up? <laughs> Silent Ron's back. Hello. And long time, Jeff's came back to us. Hey there. I really have a choice tonight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> that was part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. I wondered. <laughs> Our Bible verse this week, or verses, rather, is Zechariah 3, 1 through 10, but we're going to read 1 through 4. I'll be reading from the ESV version. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing right at his right hand to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. It is not this a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was standing before the angel clothed in filthy garments. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Remove the filthy garments from him. And he said, and to him he said, Behold, I have taken your iniquity away from you, and I will clothe you in pure vestments. Vestments, sorry. So the topic this week is who are you wearing? And that could mean a lot of different things for a lot of different reasons. I'll just say it. I'll put it out there. I automatically thought about Silence of the Lambs. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah, that's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's not this oh. podcast, I don't think. <laughs> just saying, hey, I was being honest. <laughs> no, but as I was going back through the verses... And what he was conveying there, and also like looking at, well, two of you have your own, well, I guess four of us have our work uniform, quote unquote, on still. Two of us work for the man, and two of us have our own business. But like, you think about that, or a jersey. And I know this is going to hit Carl really hard because he doesn't like the team sport aspect of churches, right? Right. But your employer or being a, being the boss, you don't want misrepresentation of your company. Mm-hmm. Or your fandom, right? Like, I've been to the point... Like, Mike and I are wrestling fans. Like, there's a new wrestling company that started, like, two years ago. Their fans are so toxic that I don't even care if I watch it anymore. Just because of how it is. So, you gotta... It's like that fine line, always. Where, if you're being clothed in Jesus, and you're wearing... You need to represent Him faithfully... And truthfully, and not be, not have a toxic attitude about it, mm-hmm. which is that fine line. Like we've talked about a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. when you go to a non-believer, or go to one of your friends, and you're like, "Hey, you want to come to church with me? Hey, you want to come to church with me?" Or every time you see them, that's what comes up. Because yes, you want them to come, but you don't want to push them farther away either. Well, it's kind of like what you and I talked about the other day, Ronnie, with that that 
commandment to not blaspheme the names the, the name of the Lord, right? To not take His name in vain, and how that's sort of misconstrued about what that really means. You know, yeah. Cliff Notes version, it means not to carry His name falsely, and that's sort of what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, we're 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 carrying His banner, right? Carrying the Lord's banner, but you need to carry it in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And then that goes for everything. Like, if your church has gear or merch, like, and you wear it, like, are you wearing it more for the church or are you wearing it more to represent Jesus? Right. Like, and that even goes for our merch. Like, at some point, like, you got to look and be like, okay, am I representing Jesus or am I re- representing the podcast? Right. Well, I tell like, you, my wife, uh, she used on her, on her old, on her old Mountaineer. She had a sticker that said something about Jesus. Well, the pastor, who was at a church one time, and a pastor says, "You know, if you've got stickers on your, if you've got stickers on your vehicle and you're speeding, are you bringing Jesus into your sin? I mean, basically, that's what you're doing. I mean, because you're saying, hey, 'Hey, I'm part of Jesus. Be it, I'm still going to speed. I'm still going to, I'm still going to break the law and do what I want to do.'" Right. So I mean, you know, it's not that, yeah. Yeah, but on the other side of that, having that on there, I think can also stop that. It can, yes. Because for a long time, I had a sticker, our church sticker, on my truck. Well, and and, and, and it definitely slowed that, my that, right. That's what I was getting that buried in her mind all the time. Yeah. So you know, she was real right. But no, that's true. I mean, I see right. both sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I was washing it. It's two years old and it's gone. So, yeah. but I do. Th- I still think about it. Sure, because not even though the sticker's not there, you're still representing. I mean, not it's more than representing your church. You're representing Jesus. How people look right. at look at you. Right, right. But you know, you and you know that try to do that should be on our mind all the time for real. Because you know, if we say we're part of Jesus and we're we're trying to represent Him, but yet we're we're going out doing stupid things and we know we're doing stupid things. We're still bringing him into our sin. I mean, even though it's not being blasted out there, but you know, we're right. still doing it. You know, right? Mm-hmm. And and like I was going to bring that up, Jeff's comment, but like it's almost like I don't know. Like a, a long time ago, when I was a little kid, I used to get puzzles that were in Ziploc bags, right? So I didn't have the box. Because the puzzles I got at, like, garage sales or whatever, right? So I didn't have the box to see if it made a field house in the feet, in, a, in a hay field or if it made, like, the Chicago skyline or whatever. I had to put it together. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I'd do the outline, maybe a couple easy pieces in the middle, and then um, just, like, throw it back in the Ziploc bag and I'd be done. Because I didn't have that box picture. You didn't have a guide. Well, not a guide, like a goal. I didn't see the end goal. Yeah. Right. And so, like, seeing that sticker or or looking down and seeing what shirt I'm wearing is like a reminder. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, my mind, I wanted to do that, but I didn't. I need to put myself in check. Yeah. And it's also, it's kind of like him putting me in check. Right. Sure. And that should, you should be 
putting yourself in check. And but the thing is, is you shouldn't be putting yourself in check for a shirt you're wearing. It should be no matter what. Right. Exactly. It shouldn't right. take that shirt. It, it, shouldn't it, it shouldn't. Yeah. But realistically, right? Yeah. Like, but again, it, sometimes it's that reminder that you need. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like for for Jeff having that sticker, you know, or maybe even for Rose, mm-hmm. you know. And if you know, yeah, are you are you bringing Jesus into your sin? Right. Well, no, because that's reminding me that I don't want to bring Jesus into my sin. Right. You know, and everything, and and hopefully it's a, a tool instead of a crutch, if you will. Yeah, that's the whole point of the the. They're called zit zit. In scripture, it's something, and I think it's in Numbers, I forget what chapter it's in, but he commanded the people of Israel to wear their the fringes mm, on yeah. the four-corner garment. They're called zit zit yeah. in Hebrew. And that was the whole point. He specifies the point of the zit zit is so that when you see them or when you touch them, it'll remind you of my expectations for you. Mm-hmm. And that's right. sort of that same concept, to have that reminder of who you serve, why you serve him, how you should be serving him so that you're not doing what Bob's referencing and making peace with your sin instead of making peace with the one who defines right. sin. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the problem too often is we're, we're all about the show. Mm-hmm. Put the sticker on, put the shirt on, put the show being a Christian without the substance. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like the, the first things first, it should be the substance. Absolutely. People should see Jesus in the way you behave, mm-hmm. in the way you talk, in the way you live your life. They shouldn't see Jesus because of what shirt you wear. Right. Or because of what stickers on right. the vehicle, goes right? It goes back to the sermon that we heard yesterday, you know, you should be showing the fruits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for real. I mean, that. Yeah. I love <coughs> I love to wear mine when I go out of town. Yeah. Because I love to have the conversation starter. They, they are. Yeah. Some, like, yeah. I think, I, I think. Yeah, we know. We've seen your actual size <coughs> shirts. <laughs> I, I went this one down to Branson, and there, I probably had five people stop and talk to me about it. Yeah. Even though it's blue and not neon yellow? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the same people do it. Yeah. I went to Springfield for a bowling tournament. I wore the Broken Record Ministry shirt, I wore the Bible shirt, and I had comments all the way up and down the bowling alley telling me they love my shirt. They talked to me about it and all that. And, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think also it shows some, it shows the courage to wear a shirt like that right. in the world today mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because I got thanked about five times. Yeah. You know where the, you know, it does. It takes courage to wear the shirt. But where the true courage comes in is when you can absolutely talk to somebody about Jesus mm-hmm. over that shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where the true courage comes in. Oh, yeah. In. Absolutely. You know, anybody can wear a shirt and you'd be like, oh, hey, nice shirt. And be like, oh, thanks, and just walk on. Yeah. You know? That's just like anybody wearing a cross. Right. Yep. You know, um, you have the cross on, showing that you stand behind the cross, but you're not living the cross. Yep. What the cross represented. You're not living the where you're dying to yourself. Yeah. Right. You know, so Christ can live in you. Right. So, you know. But then again, that brings us back to the fruits too, because if you're a part of, if you're a part of God and you and you say you follow Him, mm-hmm. then fruits should be evident. I mean, you yeah. should be showing Him all the time. There, right. there should yeah. be something showing, coming out of you that uh, shows that you're a part of, that you are following Him. Right. 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 And some of us need that, <clears throat> that goal sight or that goal picture more than others. Yes. Right? Like I, as you guys have made fun of me countless times, I have like 12 devotions going on at the same time. That's my insight goal. Like I see that. Like I know I need to go look at that or go read that or study on that. And then there's some 
that doesn't need that puzzle box to see the inside. I mean, you use the devotionals like Billy Graham used to use these Bibles. You know, he had a Bible sitting all over the place. I mean, he had scripture everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, God tells us that we should put it in our face so we can remember Mm -hmm. and see it and know who we are and and where we stand and who we're supposed to be for. You know, that's why he says, write it on your door page. Write it on your forehead. Write it on him wherever. Wherever it takes to be able to remind remind you that you are a part of him. What really intrigued me about this about this uh, passage was uh, this is the first encounter of honestly showing Jesus absolutely hanging on the cross and and turning us white as snow. I mean that that just like that's just cool. I mean, you know, we're yeah. talking several hundred years later that Jesus actually hung on the cross, but right there, right there, he did it for Joshua. Yeah. You know, I mean, he absolutely said, "You're going to be, you're going to be clean." Satan was standing right there to accuse him, to ridicule him, and try to get, you know, try to get him not cleaned up and say, "Right." But yeah. What What he say? I rebuke you, Satan. Go away. You know. He's mine. He took him out of fire like he takes us out of fire. Exactly. Yeah. He says, is that branch not pulled out of the fire? I mean, you know. Well, not only that, like, yes, in this instance, he took him out of the fire. But also, he's in the fire with us when we're in the fire. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But when he's in the fire while we're in the fire, he's not actually burning us he's refining us right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and if he stayed in the fire he wouldn't be worth a whole lot exactly so get him out while you can right and that like this past week i had the pleasure of going to the youth conference and like today's new saying for kids is it's okay to not be okay right mm-hmm. but it's actually it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay that way right Right. Yeah. Right. So, like Jesus, for example, or God, whatever, enters your your heart. Like you can go to Him, even though you're not okay. Right. Right. But you can't just stay there. Yeah. yeah. That's something I find. Um, go ahead, Randy. I was just gonna say, and that's powerful because a lot of people think they got to get their stuff together before they oh, yeah. come to church. Yeah. You know. Well, I gotta take care of this. I gotta take care of this about me, or I gotta get myself together to do this or whatever before I come to church or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I no, just, you I come just to, have to handle this. Yeah, no, you I, come I, to I, get church. together. Yeah. You know, versus right. Right. I gotta get together to come. If you could get together to come, you've been together. You know, you already been already had it done by well, now. Yeah. If yeah. if you come, if you gotta wait to get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. To come to church, you ain't never gonna make it. You're never coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, let's face facts. Like, it's not happening. Yeah, right. With me, it's always something more I had to do. Right. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First, it was this, and God blessed me to get it done. You know, and it wasn't like a job type deal. It's just something <clears throat> me to improve myself internally. Yeah, internally. And yeah, God granted it. But at the same time, and then it was something else. Then it was something else. So like you said, it's just always something. Right. As if I can get it all together myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's impossible. All right. What were you saying, Carl? I was going to say, one thing I find powerful 
in that reference that we read is in my translation when he's he's Yahweh's confronting Satan he says I reject your accusations it doesn't mean that the accusations are wrong you know a lot of times he's accusing us of things that we've done that we've done wrong the sins we've committed but still he says I reject it I reject the accusation that's that's just awesome to me and it, it kind of plays into what you're talking about we don't need to fix ourselves first right right you know we need to to come to grips with the fact that he calls us to repent and he right. he's going to refine us and he's gonna he's gonna discipline the sin out of us yeah but and you know he didn't come for the purpose you saying that bro. you're saying it right saying it that way you know he's already showing the grace and the mercy right there mm-hmm. i mean absolutely at that very moment is where his mercy and grace was Evident. Right. Yeah, and this guy that was pulled from the fire was reclothed. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like with God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like being born again, like right? Being born again, right? Yeah. Time and time again, we see that same process. Some of us more than others. Yeah, we go through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we go through it time and time again. But I'm saying in the book, in, in His Word, yeah, we not see Ronnie, that. Ronnie, that's for sure. <laughs> He's one and done. <laughs> I didn't say that. You got notes? You want to talk? I have been talking. Oh. I've been working through my notes, to be honest. Oh, okay. No, I think uh, to go back to that, the goal set, like, and to mash it together, like, Mike, you're going through your surgery, your weight loss stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a goal like, is there a physical goal that you see to help you stay on track? Or do you have that awesome willpower? No. Obviously, I don't. Otherwise, I would have already been there. I wouldn't have needed anything extra, you know? Right. So it's still that. And it's it's still, like, my goal is, you know, to be there and be able to play with my grandkids and not have to worry about... It's the picture in your mind, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, always, it's that picture in your mind of, if I, I've gone through the correct... I've gone through the disappointment in my kids' eyes because I was too big to get on a roller coaster with them. Right. You know, and I hate doing that and feeling that way. And I don't want to have to do that again. And, you know, it's just different stuff. But it's also, it's always that goal of bettering myself. Just like whether it's it's doing a devotional or getting more in the Word or trying to do the Bible in a year, whatever it is, better myself in this, in, in, in this thing we call life. Right. Well, I only ask because, like, it's freshly the new year. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So, quote-unquote, new things, new resolutions, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not one for a resolution. No. Because I know me. Yeah. And I know, like, two weeks to a month in, like, it's going to be in the rearview mirror anyways. You go that long? <laughs> I was giving myself a little grace on that one. Well, here's the deal. You don't need it. Like, if you're truly going to make a change in life, you ain't got to be January 1st. Right. Yeah. I mean that's, that's it. Right. You know, and, and you know, as far as willpower, brother, you got some willpower. I'm telling you, <laughs> because you know, it takes it takes a lot of willpower to just sit and drink liquids for however many weeks you've done that. Yeah. But the thing is, is is it's kind of like uh, when God calls us to to be a part of His family. It all comes to a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yep. And, that, and that's exactly what it all comes down to is choosing to be have that weight loss right. choosing to be part of God choosing to follow Him instead of choosing to do the wrong thing mm-hmm. right. you know, and, and there's always going to be a choice no matter what I mean everything you do in every minute of the day you make a choice as to whether you 
do it or you don't do it. That's why he gives us free will, That's why right? He gives us free will. Exactly why. Yeah, you've yeah. got to change your mindset patterns before you're ever going to change your behavioral yes, patterns. Absolutely. The mindset's got to be the first thing that changes. Yeah. Actually, I'm wrong. The first thing that will change is your heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then your mindset will change because it takes Jesus to get into your heart to be able to change that mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to say this. I'm trying not to get sentimental talking about it because it, it could actually kind of goes a little deep. Thanks for moving the mic. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hear this. <laughs> but, uh, so, when Bob threw that uh, topic out, who are you wearing? Um, it run pretty. It runs pretty deep with me, as far as because my mindset went to um, when you're with somebody a long period of time, they can leave an impression on you, mm-hmm. you know, and the impression they leave on you is like a validation type impression type deal, and it goes kind of deep. And I'm saying this because it might help somebody else or. Yeah, open people's eyes to, you know, understand other people. Mm-hmm. So, so my father was in my life for a certain period of time in my childhood, and then um, when he's out of picture, because my mom and dad separated due to because he was an alcoholic and finance financial and whatever. I was a child, so when that part. Um, Separated, of course, as a kid, you're going to look for that man figure, validation, and all that. So you get that from family members, whatnot, some good, some bad, and all that. Leaves impression on you. Mm-hmm. So you start to become what um, they validate. You can't help but become that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you start wearing that. Because you start looking for that, mm-hmm. but it may not necessarily be you as a person right. who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then you look for validation later on. It could be from a preacher or whatever. The things that's right, all the things that's taught you, but it may not be a hundred percent truth because you deal with their flaws as well. Mm-hmm. And then if there's a mixture in the message, because it's not God saying things all the time. And you get opinion yeah. and all that stuff with it. So it throws you off. So at times you get to a point, and this is where I'm at at times, you don't know who you're wearing yeah. because you're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. So you know some good things about you. You know you got some fam- you got the family values about you, but at the same time, it's like, who am I? Who am I wearing? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. am I at? Right. And then you got to let Jesus come in and intervene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. 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 what you're really yeah. saying is, is you think you're wearing one thing, but truly wearing something else. Something else, yeah. 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 And then you know, I, I, you're trying to decipher all that mm-hmm. at times, and then you just get, God shows you glimpses of the truth of where you need to be, and like, you don't know what part of your makeup is because you missed some of it with your father. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. But you yearn for it and you're still looking for it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So so God kinda showed me things that I needed to know about my father was when I'd be asking 
would I be doing certain things? I'm like, where did I get this from? Where did I get this from? And then, you know, be like a little soft whisper. Your daddy used to do it. But I never seen him do it. But I find myself doing it. Yeah. You know, just be mm-hmm. little things like that. Right. And stuff, so. But, like I said, it's, it's kind of deep. Yeah. Yeah. But some people will wear, we'll find ourselves wearing certain things that's been impressed in us. Mm-hmm. We've been validated it, yeah. in it. So we practiced it and it became us, but it might not be us. Right. You know, yeah. we might have got it from to. somebody else. You know, yeah. yeah. It's somebody yeah. you want to look up to. Yeah. 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 What that you want to be like. Right. Mm-hmm. With that being said, you also, I mean, the other side of that, you need to be careful who you're validating for. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I found myself impressing things on my son. Right. That been impressed on me and he was reneging on that he's like that's not me that's not me right you know and I'm up here thinking how this little kid gonna tell me that's not you right. it is you because it's me but it was, it's never me it wasn't me to begin with right and he fought it you know yeah and but it can even be I mean the sun thing's obvious mm-hmm. but like if you coach I mean, a lot of those yeah. kids that you coach may not have that father figure role either. Yeah. And depending on how competitive you are and how in depth you are, like you can get pretty attached to some of the little buggers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, leading by that good example. But yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, right. that, that hits hard. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like what we're supposed to do at the table, right? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to coach. We're supposed to be that mentor to other people. So yeah, that. What were you gonna say on, on it, Mike? Oh, I was just. I mean, I, I I know exactly what he's talking about. You know, because I mean, mine was my grandfather because my dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So and I picked up some some great stuff and some bad stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like I ended up growing up into an adult and and not knowing who I was mm-hmm. because it was everybody else was kind of who I was wearing kind of thing so I had to end up redefining who I was as a father and change things even though I'd already started kind of thing my wife woke me up to a lot of that you know to be like this just because this is what you've done doesn't mean that's who you are kind of thing and you know and obviously introducing me again to Jesus and stuff you know to say Mm -hmm. if this is you didn't have a father this is your father to follow right right. so so I know exactly what you're talking about because that is, and it's so detrimental. And you're talking about coaching and stuff. I remember one of the coolest things I did, and I did it for my son, was when he was in our oldest son, when he was in fourth grade, I went and read to him their class. And I still have guy, boys, guys and girls that always, when they're like in town or whatever, from fourth grade, you know, he's 29 now, that, that'll stop and, and talk to me and they know me and they... You know, and whatever, because they didn't have that. And it was just me sitting in the classroom reading. I mean, it was that. And they still remember it. And still, we have, like, relationships and stuff. And it's amazing. That little, we talk about, you know, seeing things that, that, you know, your seeds that you plant. Right. And not even even realizing that was something that was happening at that time. Right. Right. And it can even affect those that do have that father figure. Oh, yeah. You know, to have another Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, I have a, a group of boys that like super tight with even to this day. Coached them for a long time, and now that they're adults through college, got real jobs. You know, we've had adult conversations about what that looked like growing up, 
and I was dumbfounded by how much they look up to me and the guys that coached with me. Right. Like to the point to where looking back, I kind of want to punch myself in the nose for some stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, because yeah. yeah, I just didn't realize it at that time that influence you can have. And some of them didn't have a father figure, and some of them did, and yeah. you still have a influence yeah. with that. Sometimes you got uh, it's a yeah. big responsibility to coach. Yeah. Sometimes you got a big influence that is either going to impact them to go one way or the other too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so. even to the point where one told me specifically that you know in teenage years making decisions, he even thought about like disappointment I would have in those decisions. Right. I'm like, wow. That's yeah. That's big. Yeah. yeah. That's a big impact right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like. Like that old saying, it's like, show me your friends and you can show you your future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh, Jeff Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> years ago, I don't think either one of you would have ever thought Yeah, yeah. at this point in life we'd be doing a Christian podcast together. True. No. Yeah. Wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Would have laughed at it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Would have probably drank to it. But anyway. <laughs> Here's the podcast. Whatever that is. What? Yeah. So, well, it's like that boy yesterday that rose when we was at the brick. You know, mm-hmm. when he walked in, she goes, well, I wonder if you even remember me. What was the first thing he'd done when he seen her? Gave her a big old hug. Gave her a big old hug. I mean, you know, he was one of the kids that used to come. I mean, we... Man, there's probably, I don't know how many kids come to our house when we was, when they was, our kids was young. I mean, mm-hmm. and every one of them kids, even from even from the ministries that we've done, you know, because mm-hmm. we used to do a kid ministry. About every church that we went to, we was in mm-hmm. some sort of kid ministry. Still are. Still are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, and I know we've impacted lives, you know, but... I'm sure she's probably impacted more than me because she's been in a little bit longer than I have. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that I probably impacted lives in the wrong way, too, you know. Yeah. From where, you know, from where I was at before. And if I see somebody that I did impact, then I try to change that and be like, oh, you know what? I yeah. apologize for being like that when I was back then. Because right. that is really not who I was. This is who I am. Right. Because Jesus says this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I found myself doing that a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. Apologizing, but it, it's just amazing that you know that you wouldn't think that you could impact people that way, but you can. Yeah. I mean, you know, I because I, I was a nobody. I mean, for real, I wasn't anybody, but I still impacted lives. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Some people need that apology. Yeah. You know. Some some they, people they, need they, that they, validation, they, right? Yeah. To go back. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like. You might not have known that the impact that you had by the negative thing. Right. So some people might need that validation from you. Yeah, and 99% of them kids that see us that are grown now, they still call us mom and dad. I mean, so, you know, people, I got, they don't tell me hundreds of kids I got. (laughs) Carl, bring us back on track. Right. <laughs> it's very opinion heavy, but I think I think you see something similar to what you were talking about, Brandon, with the the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think this is this is a woman who had made some mistakes, but then I think she got labeled. I think she got labeled as an adulteress, so she just became that. 
I think she just surrendered herself to that label that was placed on her because of the mistakes that she made. And Jesus took the time to show her that she didn't have to wear that anymore. That's, a, and that's yeah. by the way, a side note, that's powerful in and of itself. Oh, yeah. His time, his time was precious. Yeah, right. right? Scholars, most scholars agree he, he, his earthly ministry was anywhere from one year to three years. He took an entire afternoon of his precious time to have a, a divine appointment with that one woman to show her she didn't have to wear that label anymore. Mm-hmm. She could wear something better. Yeah. Right. right. And he's he's saying the same thing to all of us. Right. Like, yes. right. We're all wearing something we shouldn't be wearing. Right. Mhm. Yeah, no matter how big or small it is. Yeah. Right. Obviously it's big to us because we're still wearing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it's a it's a learned behavior and through his word he identifies what it is. Mm-hmm. And then we learn to like share that thing off. You know, through the help of Christ to eliminate that behavior, you know, that that we're wearing something that shouldn't be us. Yeah, some of us are like onions, and we got a lot of layers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just through life, we, you know, certain things that trigger those things. Mm -hmm. You know, we practiced it for so long, you became good, it's just who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's just certain things that trigger it, and we just look. Have to learn what those triggers are, right? No, and that's the things that we that we hop on the struggle bus for mm-hmm. when we really don't have to, right? Like if we just let him in, mm-hmm. we don't have to be on the struggle bus because that's the easiest part, right? Yeah. Following Jesus is the easiest part. Yeah, we're we're the ones to get in the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Following Jesus is the easiest part. Yeah, right, we're yeah. the ones to get in the way. Especially yeah. easy, yes. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me think of just several topics that we had already had in the podcast. We talked about anger. Mm-hmm. We talked about patience that Jeff already has 100. Uh, <laughs> percent You know, just just different <laughs> topics, but but we wear anger. Is that who I am? Right. You know, God says I'm not anger. So why do I wear it all the time? You know, and I don't mean literally that I wear it all the time. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, if I don't wear patience, if I'm lack of patience, and God says you are patience, you know, well, I need to learn how to become more patient. Right. Well, and part of the thing, too, is, is you have to be able to hear him. You need to let yourself hear him, you know, tell you who you are. Right. You need to shut up, man. Right. So you can listen. Yeah. Right. You know, because we've all heard the song, I am who he says I am. Right. And I know I've sat there many a nights and what is it? Who am I? What is it that, what is my purpose? What is, you know, and sometimes you have to, okay, shut up, let him answer, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's for lack of a better term because you just got to be silent and be there for him for him mm-hmm. you know i mean he's always there for us sometimes you have to just stop and let him let him take his time and and be there for you you know you'd be there for him yeah i know like we, we wear the wrong things at the wrong time oh yeah, yeah. No. well and this well, time i'm supposed to be there somewhere and i'll wear bright red <laughs> you know yeah. well and, and this brought me back to two three years ago like we got a call to go to at this time it was to a bar to pull somebody out of the bar 
not pull them out. I mean, maybe physically if we needed to, but like, mm-hmm. but and we were already all together anyways for whatever reason. And they were like, "Okay, let's go." And I was like, "But you have your shirt on." Like, I think it was the church gear shirt at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was so dumbfounded by the answer that like it confused me. It was like, "Well, if I can't wear this shirt in there." To get him out, then I don't need to be wearing a shirt at all. Yeah. Like, do you want me to put it on pause so I can go home and change and then go? Because, like, that's precious time that we're wasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yep. I get, uh, I mean, I said I got it, <laughs> but I didn't get it. <laughs> right? Like, I was just like, okay. Yeah. Because there's a difference between taking him in to a sinful den than taking him with you to a simple that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ron, you got anything? Or are you going to stay silent? No. I'm not really. No? No. Y'all say everybody wears stuff. My, I just sit here and think. When I was growing up, y'all said something about your dads and all that imprint. Well, I didn't know my dad. I knew my stepdad. And I didn't want his imprint at all. It was bad. So I just sit here. I've just been sitting here listening and thinking about my childhood. How, you know, if it was a certain way, I was not taking that with me. Right. If it was bad this way, I'm not taking that with me. If you were treated this way, I'm not treating my kid this way. Right. Right. So it's still an imprint. Mm Yeah. Yeah. But I saying? mean, even if that imprint is you breaking that generational chain, you know, with the with the help through Christ, because He's the only one that's been able to help you through it all, and and all of those things, like Jeff, like Brandon, you know, one of the biggest things that they did that their dads didn't stayed show up. <laughs> well, my, I mean, you know what I mean. My stepdad stayed, yeah, but it wasn't very pleasant, right? So. And all through my life, I told myself, you know, like Bob's saying, you got choices. And every time something happened, I was like, well, that's not going to happen later. That's not going to happen later. Mm-hmm. And then I get with my wife. She has a stepchild. And see, I was the stepchild. My three, my two brothers and sister, you know, they were his. I wasn't. Right. And I get with Karen, and she has a son. And it all just comes back to me again thinking, you know, he's me. I am not going to be him. Right. Yeah. And so and, you just sit there and, and you think, and see, am I like, being him? Am I wearing the wrong so-called apparel? Right. Mm-hmm. No, right. Or, like, you've seen what that goal picture looks like. And so you don't want to do that. Yeah. And I've, at this age, you know, I used to resent him, didn't like him. But now when you look back at it at this age and you really look at it, it's like I went back to him and I said, thank you. I was like, because of the way you was. I, he was in a bad spot. Don't get me wrong. He was in a bad spot. But the way he acted and stuff like that molded me to where I wanted to be and how mm-hmm. I wanted to be. So I forgave and said, thank you. Right. And that's huge. And it was hard. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So, 
but yeah, I just sitting there listening pretty much. Well, that's good too. Yeah. Final thoughts, Bob. Mm. Your topic. Your final thoughts. I told you what I said. I, t- I may have picked it, but I just thought <laughs> just because. <laughs> now, I, like I said, my final thought is just uh, I really don't know. You know, just make the choice of who you're going to wear and make sure it's the right one. Mike? Don't wear a brand. Wear Jesus. Yours are always like short, sweet, to the point. That's, that's good. good. That's good. It's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way my mind works. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Mike, what do you got? Keep praying. <laughs> <laughs> like out. Drop the mic. The way the mic is. Is he wrong? No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he's ever wrong. <laughs> Brandon? I don't know if I have one. I just share my heart. Where I was at. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, where where I've been. So, Jeff, I know you got a couple. Well, I was just gonna first say that I think. I mean, we focused on it in general, but in my opinion, the the scripture, you know, talks about you know charred, tattered clothing, and you know Satan was there and the Lord was there, and like Satan easily just tries to remind you that like you're not worthy. Your clothes are not right. You know you're not worthy. And I, I just that was kind of on my mind a little bit. But uh, the laying the plane thing is probably it's not what you're wearing; it's the way you wear it. So, Silent Ron, you got something? <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all were talking about this so-called wearing the gear thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, it's like if I wear the gear, I don't want to be fake. I want to be true to him. But through me. Right. You know, I don't want people to look at me and like... Yeah, that's a great analogy, too, because the past week at the youth conference, of course, the the speakers are talking to the youth, right? So it should be simple of what they're talking. But they're middle school and high school kids. So it's a little hard to get through their head sometimes, right? But he used the glove, a glove. You're the glove. If the glove's flimsy, that's you. But the hand would be God, and he puts the glove on, and with the glove on, through you, you can do, you can pick stuff up, you can set stuff down, you can do whatever. So, and you just said that, so that reminded me of that, of what that speaker said. And you still remain a glove. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I think you know, it's he's not trying to erase you, right? Like he right. wants you to be a new, better you, but he still wants you to be you. Sometimes we use these terminologies and things like he's trying to like, you know, become us, and you, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. he wants to redeem you, the individual, right, right. at the core of, of, of who yeah. you are. And he still remained that glove. Right. Like you're not a brand new glove. Basically, right. I mean, you are you. a brand new glove because you can do things now. Yeah. You can right. hold things, but. If you're an old weathered, holy, literal, holy leather glove, right? Like, like with, like he's not gonna make you a brand new leather glove. Church glove. Church. <laughs> <laughs> Church glove. 
Jesus. That's what my daughter did. He wearing your church jeans today. He basically wants you to be a funnel. Yeah. So he can pour through you into other people's lives. Right. That's exactly what he wants. That's for the netting part of the club. That's it. All right, we're done. Yeah. Carl? In, in John chapter 3, verse 30, John the Baptist said something that I really, really like. And he said, he's talking about Jesus, right? And he says, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. I think that's just the perfect articulation of, of a principle that should guide our Christian walk on a daily basis. Every day we should wake up with that principle in mind. Oh, absolutely. Striving for him to become greater and us to, be, us, us to become less. Mm-hmm. To me, that means living righteously like Jesus would, right, or did. You know, shunning our sin every day a little bit more, you know, as the Father defines it, like he would. Living like him, right? And that means loving like him. Absolutely. It's not an option. He, he has got to become greater, and you have got to become less. Yeah. It's funny that you're in John because I was going to elaborate a little bit too because John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have an eternal light, right? I'm a whoever. You're a whoever. Yeah. If you believe in him, you are the whoever of that verse. And that that verse alone can be a whole episode by itself. But like you you don't know how many times I've seen that, read that, whatever, and then my wife got a necklace on it that says I'm a whoever on a cross for Christmas. And then I was like, I don't get it. Like what like my first thought was like it was like somebody's called her names like (laughs) well my first thought because it came with a whole bunch of stuff but like like was it from her favorite movie right like i don't get it and then like you flip it over and it has the verse on it and we know how ronnie doesn't like bumper sticker verses right and then i was like that's deep and that's pretty amazing Yeah. yeah and then the light bulb clicked and it's like oh yeah because I am too. Right. You guys are too. Um, you can chat with us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. You can tweet at us or find the episodes on both our Facebook group and on the Twitter machine at Broken Record MI, the number one. If you have questions, comments, uh, topic discussion, past episode comments, whatever, you can email us at Broken Record ministries at gmail.com and until next time broken records ministry catch you on the flip side